In this week's episode of the Real Life Carry podcast, I finally catch up with college golfer William Holcomb, one of the stars of this year's US Amateur at Pinehurst. He got to the last four and narrowly missed out on the final, and we talk about his experience at Pinehurst, caddying, and his plans for the rest of the season and beyond. You'll also want to stay tuned for the next instalment of Caddy Jeopardy. It was a crowd favourite a couple of weeks ago, and Kershey is talking big and on the warpath. As always, we share some stories from our own lives, so please sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Real Life Carry podcast. This episode is called Free Willy. Free Willy? What the heck is that? Uh, well, it might have something to do with our kind of guest interview, uh, yeah. William Holcomb. Oh, you finally did it? Yeah, I finally got yeah. him. I finally tracked him down. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, hope, I hope he came in sizzling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I caught up with him, Rocket. so we'll play that uh, after stories. Okay. Uh, it's been 10 days again. Uh, what's been going on in the life of Mr. Kirsch? Uh, I've been, been bumping and grinding as usual, huh? Turn, uh-huh. ch- turning the butter. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep advancing the base runners. <laughs> uh, what's been going on? Oh, I had a, a winner, winner chicken dinner the other day. Uh, club pro event, uh, two-man best ball. Um, what was it? The JTB Invitational sponsored by Srixon. Pretty big event. There was uh, an all 300 players, but... Yep. I think 75 teams in the in the best ball event. Mm-hmm. Uh, in any case, uh, our guys won it. Oh, nice, yeah, nice well little nine nine under total. Kershaw so, caddying his ass off. Uh, caddying my ass off, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was it was I was locking in. I was locking in. Uh, two nice, super nice guys. One of the guys, uh, they're both from Dallas, Texas. Uh, Ronnie Glanton is my main boy. I've been caddying for him for 15 years. Is, Not a boy, is, Ronnie. Yes, Ronnie. Good job. Uh, and his partner was uh, Philip uh, Bleakney, uh, another local guy from Dallas, Dallas Golf Club. Um, any event, you know, we give a lot of hard time to the PGA Tour guys that we Quite don't right. like. Quite right. Ronnie Glanton, class act guy. Yeah. I mean, you look at professional, you that that's your guy. Yeah. Never, never with his hand out. Always, always trying to help others. Well, you Super go, nice yeah. guy. Yeah, we give, we give. I think we. I don't I think it's unfair to say we give. Anyone hassle, they, you know, they get grief when they deserve it. No, but yeah, this we, this we do. Yeah, club pro guys, you know, really they work hard, pro. man. Yeah. They work hard. They work their ass off, and they deserve a little kudos. I'll give a shout out to uh, uh, Al Spellino, my fellow caddy on that one, right? AKA the Godfather. He he did a really good job. Does does this count as a, a major for you guys? Then? No, Is that- no, there's <laughs> no. It's just a it's just a kudos. That's okay. all. Yeah. So you're not going to put it in your. It's sta- the it's the seventh major <laughs> seventh. on the caddy scale. <laughs> yeah. One I, behind the Tampa Classic, Honda Classic, whatever the hell it is. If, if I if I Google Neil Kirsch, will it come up uh, in your Wikipedia page? <laughs> it probably will. Yeah. yeah, one of your majors. Yeah, one of Fred Couples' eighty-five events he won. Vinny's <laughs> father and daughter classic. Actually, now you come to mention that we're going to have to do an episode on Hall of Fame. By the way, whenever they do the next induction, we're going to do something about that because you got to check the guy's credentials, huh? Dude, I've been checking out a lot of different, yeah. you know, tour pros and yeah. how they they mysteriously make it into this Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm not far away. Yeah, I hear you. You can you can add up some of those those wins pretty easy with what they. We, 
consider a golf tournament, right? Sure. Uh, anything else? Um, yeah, you know what? I had a, a, a great day the other day. Went out and watched fellow caddy, professional car driver, uh-huh. racer, Nick Galante out at Laguna Seca, the WeatherTech yeah. uh, uh, Sports Car Challenge. Okay. It was excellent day. I don't know if you've ever been out there, but, man, phenomenal place. and The corkscrew. Oh, corkscrew is phenomenal. Great day to be an American. I had my soft case cooler on my shoulder with my little plastic plastic glass. Oh, I had a, had a grand day with yeah. our, our little buddy, uh, oh, Wee Matty. Wee Matty. Wee Matty. Who's like the only guy smaller than me. Yeah, episode nine, I believe. Yeah, okay. oh, we had a we had a we had a blast. But anyway, uh, Nick's driving the uh, Audi out there. Uh, he's all souped up. He's you know different categories of cars, but anyway, McLarens, uh, BMWs, uh, Porsches. Yeah, great time, great uh-huh. time. Um, but man, I'll tell you what, very very loud. You guys. You, you, I like, I love it actually. I, I, I'm all for it, but uh-huh. a lot of people wear ear, earplugs out there. Right. To that end, uh, Nick told me a great story. He says every year that, you know, as a race car driver, they have to go in and get a physical, right? Okay. Get it all checked out, ready to go. All Rub, right. Rubber glove and some grease. Uh, well, yeah, you know, Ouch. Moon River. <laughs> 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 Smile, please. Uh, bend over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bend over and smile. Bend over, I'll drive yeah. this one. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so anyway, he went in for his annual test, and uh, this doctor said, hey, everything's good. Anything else you, you want to tell me about? He goes, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of worried about my wife. She seems to have little trouble hearing. And he go, the doctor said, oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what you do tonight. You go in. When you get home, say, honey, what's for dinner when you get in the door? And then do it until she can hear you. Okay, fair enough. And you let me know what happens, okay? Report back to me. So he does it. He goes, okay, Doc, I'll do it. Uh, gets in the door. Hey, honey, how you doing? What's for dinner? Nothing. Crickets. Goes to the hallway, takes off his coat, puts his coat away. Hey, it smells great. What? What? What's cooking, honey? What do we got going? Nothing. He's like, I knew it. She's she's really she's really in trouble. Walks into the kitchen area, can see her over at the dining table. Hey, sweetie, how's it going, boy? I'm really starving. What do we got going? <laughs> oh man, nothing. It's really bad. He's thinking it's really bad. Walks over to her, taps her on the shoulder, says, "Hey, honey, what, what's up? What's for dinner?" She turns around for crying out loud for the fourth time. We're having chicken. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> but a boom. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that's three off the tee. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, it. Another thing that happened last week was the uh, the Solheim Cup. It was going to be a landslide. We thought to the the US. Um, how much did you watch? Um, a, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made an effort the last day, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All the way to the I, last show. I was busy. I was working. You know, times. You know, it's, it's tough. But I, I watched. I watched the Sunday event. I think it was eight. To, it was really close. Eight to eight. I think going to the last day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, going to the singles. It, it ended up being a good match, huh? I think, you know, you find goes all the way to the final putt. Yeah. That's that's drama. Yeah. No, Suzanne Pedersen makes the 
eight foot birdie putt on 18 to, to win it all. Then and, retires. And then retires. And now, granted, I was in the, my chair and I had my box of tissues <laughs> right there handy for the moment. Uh huh. Oh, I was, I was gushing. Streaming. I was gushing. Streaming. I was gushing. Uh, it was, no, it was, it was a good event. Um, good crowds, you know, well televised. The Cordis sisters played great, as, as we predicted. Yeah. <laughs> when they played together, they just crushed. I think they both ended up three zero and one. They split them up once, and they both have their matches. So right. that's twins for you, huh? Yeah, solid. Yeah. I, <laughs> they gotta they gotta match each other all the way. Any criticism though? Uh, well, a little bit of. Took a while yeah. <laughs> watching a couple of those shots, yeah. and I think actually uh, Roy McIlroy made a comment on it too, huh? He was yeah. trying to root for the European gals, but just couldn't he watch he it. Was, yeah, he said he was trying to. He was trying to avoid the uh, leather lounge chairs <laughs> to avoid a golf-induced coma. Yeah. It's, it, I don't understand it. It's, it just uh, seems to get worse and worse. Yeah. I know. It's, uh, Play ladies, ball. Ladies, you know, great game, you know, great Solheim Cup, but you got to speed it up. Yeah. Play ball. Let's go. You know, all these kids are watching this, and, you know, you got to speed it up. Not much went on in my life this week, uh, apart from some very good news. On the previous episode, you made a challenge to Chloe Garner. Remember that? Oh yeah, Jeez. They, they I, arm wrestling. You probably you could beat her, but not Jesus. Uh, I I checked out Chloe's action. I don't know about that whole deal. <laughs> well, we're gonna find out because I sent her a message and she got back to me, and she's down. We're doing a challenge. Okay. So I'm working on it right now. I think I'm going to call it the Kershey Cup. All right. Uh, it'll involve you and <sighs> Chloe. I'm thinking long drive, then a six-hole match, and then finish it off with a arm wrestle. So. Oh, man. Why don't you do it? No. <laughs> because I, I wasn't the one that said that I could beat her. <laughs> you were the one that said Dude, it. I, I, it's so much, so much more fun watching you do that. I looked at her on the online the other day. She's got, like, torpedoes attached to her yes. shoulders. Yes. Jeez. Uh-huh. She's, gonna, I should. She, she's probably going to break my wrist. Yeah. Just so, just to remind people, if you didn't listen, she uh, Chloe Garner won the longest drive competition a couple of weeks ago in uh, Oklahoma. So Oklahoma, and uh, going back to Nick, well done, Nick. Uh, just proves that not all caddies are are drunks. Yeah, well, multi-talented. Let's just, just say that. Just us. What we're going to do now? We're going to pass on to myself. I, I caught up with Will Holcomb uh, a little earlier today, and here is his interview. Four. Okay, folks. So I am joined by Mr. William Holcomb here. Hi, Will. What's up? What's up, Big G? Uh, I'm really happy to finally get you on here. You're a hard man to track down. <laughs> I'm a busy guy, what can I say? Is it because you're a, a superstar now? No, no, I'm just a normal guy. Just a normal I, guy. I'm not big time in you, Big G. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, it Will, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, where you play golf, etc. Okay, well, I'm from Crockett, Texas. Um... A small town, deep east Texas, between Houston and Dallas. Um, play golf at Sam Houston State University. I recently had some serious success at the U.S. Amateur. Um, and I met Big G at the U.S. Amateur last year at Pebble, uh, in Spyglass for a mutual friend. And, um, so anyways, just big, big glorified donkey fan, big fan of the, the podcast. So, uh, you know, here we are. 
Uh, now, our, our mutual friend, Hugh, who I know he, he listens to every episode, has he ever warned you about drinking beer? No. No, he hasn't. Well, Mm-mm. at some point, he, he may well mention this, uh, he, he doesn't think it's a good idea for anyone to drink beer because he got gout in his uh, left toe. So. Oh, oh, well, my, my caddy at the had gout, so he quit drinking beer. He did? Oh. Yeah, he he uh he said he went to the doctor. Uh, his name's Keith Silva, and uh-huh. he goes to the doctor. And he's like, "Doctor, I've, I've got gout." And he says, "Well, you know, you drink." And he said, "Yeah, you know, ten to 12. And the Doctor said, "Oh, beers a week." And he says, "No, that's a day." <laughs> and he's he's from Liverpool, so that's Guinness and and big pints, the English pints. He Aye. said so. Aye. Well. Yeah, he had to quit drinking. Yeah, he he said he's a he's an all or nothing kind of guy, so he. he Cold turkey quit. Just okay. out just right off the bat. Just quit. No no beer and he's seventy years old, Chatty in at Pinehurst. Great guy. Well there you go. Hugh and Keith, everyone's heard it here first. No beer. Gives you gout. <laughs> uh, so, no beer. So yeah, you, you go to University of Sam Houston in Texas. Um how long you been there? How many years you got to go? What's the what's the deal? Um I've got two semesters including the one that we're in right now to go I'm a senior here uh I've been here since I was a freshman I came here straight out of high school which about an hour away from my hometown so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, a, it's a great little small school it's in the prison city here in Texas they execute people here so Wait, what yeah it's a fun fact dude I mean they, they kill people like down the street, you know, if you're a murderer or something, uh, that's where that's where they execute is the prison city. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I guess it was already in the map before your success at Pinehurst. <laughs> we've got we've got a museum. You can come come check out the the tour of the town here, <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> hang out. <laughs> Let's do that. Goes, I, I don't know. Prison city museum. We'll probably not drink in case I end up getting uh, put to sleep, but. Uh, so, tell us, you you, uh, you went to Pinehurst, you qualified to get into to this year's US Amateur. This is your second one because you were out here at Pebble Beach last year. Yes, sir. What was the difference in your preparation this year? Did you learn a lot from last year going into this year? Did you change things up? Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there because, you know, Burl is going to be listening to this. <laughs> uh, Trip, my caddy, we call him, his real name is Burl, he's Trip the Hop or Burl Hobson the third. We call him Trip. Trip. Gordon knows him. I know. Uh, he comes out to comes out to pebble with me and caddies for me. And uh, basically, we learned that we probably need a local caddy. Um, uh, you know, on these big on the big trips, big tough courses. You know, yeah. Set up for the pros. You know, you gotta have a local caddy. So, mm-hmm. anyways, this year I had already met Keith, the local caddy, hooked up kind of through some mutual friends as well, kind of like how I met Gordon. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's, that, we learned that. We learned that. And this cup I won at Pebble. Uh, I'm pretty sure if, if Gordo was on the bag, we would have we would have been, been in the match play in the thick of things. And, you know, I might be a U.S. Amateur champion then. Yeah, but Tri- Tripp is a legend. We'll throw that in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. He's electrical. I mean, he's just absolute beauty. Yeah. Absolute beauty. That was obviously a, a conscious decision you made this year by going into um, Pinehurst and, and have a local caddy. So, who was your caddy? Keith, what? Keith, Keith Silva. 
Keith Silvas. S I L V A. Okay. He's a man. He's from he's from Liverpool. Uh, funny, I come, you know, I go go to the two greatest courses in America, mm-hmm. two years in a row for a USAM, and these these weirdos from across the pond are, you know, <laughs> caddying for me, helping me out more than the Americans can. I mean, but you know, I guess that you know they came here for the great opportunities of caddying. I guess. Yeah, that fantastic. How long has he been working? Um, I think about thirty years. They said. I mean, he's like a local legend. I'm talking mm-hmm. like. There's articles in uh, uh, for Golf Week. There's an article in Golf Week about him, and I mean he's he's been there forever. He caddies there, and down at Red Stick, he loves Red Stick. I mean he he that's all he talks about is how awesome Red Stick is. Apparently, you gotta you know be a billionaire to be a member there or something. So, how did you go on with his accent? Because you said he's from Liverpool. That's a, we call that a Scouse accent. It's really I know you struggle with my accent, but how did you get on with his accent? Yeah, I struggle with you and, you know, your kind Australian people. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, 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 he always tells me, to, like, to, you know, he's like, if somebody has an accent, just, you know, and they're from England or something, be like, hey, are you from Australia? Because it's the most offensive thing. Um, you know, I struggled a little bit with it, but, right. you know, after – Seven days being with him, I I said I was good to go. I mean, he 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 slows down. He's slow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gordon, you talk way too fast. I mean, you're like you're like Chris. You're on Adderall all the time. Yeah, you know, I'm born from Texas here. I need it slow. Oh, f- for sure. Was that slow enough for you? <laughs> Yeah, that was way too fun. <laughs> Hurry it up. So, uh, tell us, what, what was the whole process? Uh, how many stroke rounds at the U.S. Amateur, just for anyone that doesn't know, uh, what, what's the what's the, the setup? Well, there's like 312 people that qualify out of 7,000 applicants that, you know, play in the qualifier every, you know, six handicap or better or whatever. They let everybody in their mom play in the qualifier, which is good cause it's only the good players played in the qualifier to be hard to hard to get in harder. But anyways, then um, they bring you know every person who qualified and the top fifty players in the world. They are exempt. Um, okay. And they bring them all to the you know you go to the tournament. You get a practice round. They have two courses. They split split seeds, split days. You know, and you play uh, thirty six holes of uh of stroke flight basically like qualifying and then if you get you know they have 64 in ties or whatever and then they do a playoff top 64 guys put you in a bracket and just get after it till mm-hmm. the death mm-hmm. you know um so it's it's a pretty sweet format and uh i mean it's probably the coolest tournament you could you could play in mm-hmm. I was an alternate this year. In fact, I wasn't even in the tournament. You know, oh, you weren't. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I was first alternate. I didn't, I didn't qualify. I qualified outright when I went to Pebble, and then this year I didn't play as well. I got first alternate, and I got a call. Hey, you're in. So I was like, sweet. So that's incredible. You, yeah, you always say that to me. You, you, you love match play. Yeah, I, I didn't really know. 
how to play match play at first. So I was like, I went to the north-south there at Pinehurst and Keith Caddy for me, and I played horrendously. We got to be like six up <laughs> or, you know, five and four or something. Just got destroyed. And then uh, I went back, and that was the second time I ever played match play. But wow. I learned I learned to love it, you know, and that's, yeah. all, that's all you guys play over on the other side of the pond. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't play stroke play tournaments. Um, anyways, I just kind of learned how to, how to do it and got some tips. And once I got rolling, it was like, I, I know I can beat anybody doing this, which was, was pretty sweet. Yeah. What, what were the conditions of the course like? Um, firm, fast. Mm-hmm. fast. Like the greens are like 13. They're literally like wow. the fastest greens I've ever put it on. And then they're like, it's like a turtle shell every green. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not that many places they can put the pin. They put the pins in the same areas. And the kids are stupid that I'm playing against. Like, they aim at every <laughs> pin. Like, it's so, like, easy to to, to beat somebody if they're aiming at every pin. The greens are 13. Yeah. And you've got the USGA setting up. It's, like, literally impossible. Like, it's like I'm aiming away with a wedge, like, 20 feet, 25 feet right or short of the pin. Like, yeah. I'm... Not aiming to try to get it in the hole, like you're just like playing for pars because it's like the course was set up like so brutally. And it's funny, uh, we had an awesome player representative, I forget his name. He like plays on tour, or he no, Jason Gore is his name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He played on tour. I don't know, he's like on, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, but anyways, he's super cool. And he, uh, he's like, Yeah, I went out there with them, and they're like, We should have this pin. And he's like, No, it's not gonna work. You know, like, yeah, we should have this pin. He's like, no, that's not going to work. You know, they expect a, uh, you know, 300 amateurs to get in two rounds of golf in four hours and 12 minutes on two hardest, two of the hardest golf courses in the world under the hardest circumstances in August, you know, mm-hmm. sweating and, you know, and so it's kind of, kind of funny that, you know, it's just like typical USGA, but we, we had, a, Jason was awesome. He, he told him you can't do that. You know, you, we need to do this, and and then still, you know, they put you on the clock for, you know, everything. What, what did you think about the USGA set up at the US Open this year? I thought it was wonderful. I mean, it was the one of the best US Opens yet. You know, seriously, that we've, that we've had. I, I mean, it. At least we didn't have to watch a joke. You know. Like, it was just set up where they can score. I mean, they're pro golfers playing. Pebble is not notoriously a hard golf course. Like, you have to set it up stupid to make it where even par wins. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let them get it. I mean, that's, that's my goal every day is to shoot under par. Why, why do we have to make sure that somebody shoots over par? Like, well, uh, like, that's fun. They're pros. We we talked about it ourselves, and and I I think they bottled it for one week a year. It would be wonderful to just you know see the same sort of um, conditions you maybe had at the US Amateur. Like what what were the scores like at the Amateur? Um, I think one guy shot three under to be the medalist. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. May, yeah, he shot like yeah, he shot three under. I think you shot like five under, two over, or six, I don't know, something like that. Because, um, you know, you play in different courses, and one course mm-hmm. is obviously easier. And, um, yeah, so the guy who 
who won the whole the stroke play portion, shot three or four under. And then uh, five over, got in the playoff. I was at four over, so I was clear. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not – Keith said he's caddied in – he didn't say. He, he said he caddied for Graham McDowell in the U.S. Open, Yeah, which I believe him. Um, he just, like – he always talks about Graham. I'm like, dude, what about me? You're going to caddy for me. Like, <laughs> big deal, Graham McDowell. Like, you're caddying for Will from Texas, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he caddied for – Graham in the U.S. Open, and he said conditions were just as tough. Yeah. Uh, the, the way it's set up, you know, firm and fast. I mean, I don't, I don't see how they could have made it any harder. They could have maybe had the fairways a little firmer, where you hit it right or left, it like ran through the fairways more. But um, no, I mean it's it's as tough as it gets. I think. Uh, I mean, they could have. They, I, I can see them with the U.S. Open putting some stupid pins out there, but I think if they Stroke play, you know, I bet somebody would have shot four under for the week. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good score. One day, take it deep, and then the other day, hang around far. Maybe one day, shoot one under, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you've you've done some caddying in the past as well, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big caddy guy. Right. So how, how did that affect your experience? Yeah. I mean, it definitely affected it. Keith's like, like I mean, like we grew together as the as the days went on, mm-hmm. as one you know one unit. But um, I feel bad like when I have a caddy like Keith like like because I don't want or any caddy like because I know what it's like whenever these rich people like just treat you like you're just like a piece of trash and you have to babysit them. Mm-hmm. And so like like I feel I'm like like Keith would pick up my water bottle like dude like don't pick it up like. I'm a grown man, like, I let me do it on my own, like, yeah, like, and, but, no, I mean, we, we grew together as the week went on, I trust him more, and, I mean, we're pretty much on the same page on, like, reads and stuff, because, okay. it's kind of similar, Bermuda grass, you know, that's what we play on here in Texas, and, so, I mean, it wasn't like I was blind, like, at Pebble, where you think a putt's going one way, and it goes a complete opposite way, yeah, um, you know, I had I had a little bit more experience, but I definitely trusted him. Do Do you think being a caddy makes you a better golfer? Yes. Right. Because you get to like like sometimes when I'm caddy and I can like see the lines better. So I'm just like reading greens all day. Mm-hmm. So then when I'm playing, I'm like I gotta see the lines better when I'm reading my own greens. Mm-hmm. It makes you appreciate golfing a lot more. I promise you that. Yeah. Um, you you obviously got to the last four, didn't quite make it into the final. Yeah, got a lot. You got a lot of uh, sort of airtime, didn't you? A lot of TV. Oh yeah, I'm a one line wonder. The one line wonder. That's, yeah, that's like Kirsty when he's caddying. My wife's scoffing as I'm talking to you on the phone. She's like just rolling her eyes. I <laughs> said another thing. You, how old are you? Twenty one. You're twenty one. How long have you been married? Two years. Two years. Not many. Uh, not many yeah. college golfers are married. No, no, not many find a find a beauty like mine. What's it like being? Uh, it's about four weeks now since the tournament finished. What's it been like for you going home? Were you? Um, it's I like it's kind of annoying. Like today, I played like crap in the tournament. We just got done. 
Right. And this guy like, comes up to me, he's trying to be a nice guy, like, hey man, congrats on the USAM stuff. And it's like, I, I want to be grateful, you know, I don't want to be that guy that's just like pissed about today. But yeah. it's like, dude, I literally played so bad. Like, I don't want to talk about the USAM right yeah. now. But no, it's, I mean, everybody's so supportive. Like in my hometown and stuff, like even people like that don't like me, uh-huh. they're like, "Congrats, man!" I'm like, "Thanks," you know. Like, so it's it's been been pretty sick. Um, and everybody all, like, you know, they always have something funny to say. Oh, you said this one line. I'm like, "Yeah." Fifty people told me that. So, but you know, they're just trying to be nice. So. When you when you go out and Crockett, do you have to go out in disguise? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the six thousand nine hundred and fifty people just harass the hell out of me. Yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. autographs, pictures. I gotta eat Mexican food. I can't even, you know, get a, <laughs> you know, get a beer without somebody wanting to take a picture of me. You know. Uh, I mean, they might build a statue of you one day. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'll be the mayor of Crockett. I I can't wait to come to Crockett. I'm gonna. Hey, go. the people at Pinehurst are the nicest people in the world. I just want to give them a shout out. Like, okay. they like, are my big, like, it's like a family there. Like, I love the people there. Like, they're awesome. Like, I mean, from the host I stayed with Randy Akers, you know him. Uh-huh. And, you know, all the people, you know, uh, his buddies, you know, Vito's Restaurant, mm-hmm. Elliot's on Linden, all those folks are just so nice. Like, you know, the Kellys, I mean, they were, it's like their family, like, this guy bought my wife a Gatorade, because she was my wife, like, yeah. like, she's like, waiting in, she's like, waiting, in, she's trying to cut the line to get a drink, because, you know, I'm playing, she's trying to watch it, and they're like, hey, this, this world's wife, this world's wife, and the guy's like, oh, it's on me, it's on me, you know, it's like, I mean, it was just, the atmosphere there, like, the people were just great, Yeah, they were super, Super supportive. They were hooting and hollering, cheering me on, me and Keith. And it, I mean, it was, it, that was that was probably the coolest part. I feel like, you know, if I ever move somewhere out of state, I'll move to Pinehurst because I I got a bunch of friends there, a bunch of friends there. Fantastic. Now you, you're you're now going to have what another so six months of golf, college, and then you turn pro. Is that your plans? Yes, sir. I'm going to try to. Yes, sir. I, I mean. I don't know if I can like say that NCAA, you know, they, you gotta tell them every time you take a breath of air. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like the, the USGA. If it makes sense, we don't do it. So, uh-huh. you know, I don't know if I can say that, but yeah, don't, yeah, don't breathe. Don't breathe too loud or else, you know, they'll, they'll get on you. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play professional golf. I'd like to do that. Uh-huh. Help them make it, make it big. Well, you you must. Do you watch much PGA Tour yourself? Not a big fan. Not, Not a big, a big fan. fan. But you have you have seen the likes I, I, of Matthew Wolf and Hovland and all these young guys coming on the tour, and that that must. Get yeah, they're much. insane. You, know, you must watch that and go, "Hey, that could be me." Yeah, I mean, they might be a little better than me, but I mean, it it definitely. I mean, some of them are just phenoms. Uh, I'm more of a like. Mark Carr guy, because he's like, you know, he's like kind of a common man. Like, Matthew Wolf, he's just like a freak of nature and hobbling just the same way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I need somebody more relatable. I think they need to eat more. That way they'll look more like me so I can <laughs> feel more comfortable with my odds. 
yeah. Well, you know, you could. The big difference would be if you had myself or Kershaw in the bag. That would definitely be a big difference. Yeah. Keith's, I'm gonna, Keith's too like, old. 70 years old. He ain't going to get around. Yeah, he is. It, but he's just, I mean, he's so good. He, I can hear him now just saying, focus, come on, Will, focus. Focus, lad. <laughs> focus. And I, like I told him, I'm like, Keith, like, I'm at the USAM, bro. Like, there's no way I'm not focusing, but it, he really just means like, like just go through the process. He, yeah. And I told him, like, just tell me, he's like, go through the process. And he's like, no, focus, focus, come on. You always slip up on these holes, you know. That's and funny. He's staying on me. But, I mean, he's so positive. That was really a big thing that helped. Is, yeah. Like, we'd hit it in the dump, and he'd be like, oh, fuck, perfect lie. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, you're right, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Even if you're wrong, you're right. But that was kind of one thing that helped us helped us get through the week. Was It was almost sarcasm. But uh-huh. uh, I started to believe it as we kept winning. For sure. Are, are you still t- stay in touch with him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I called him the other day. He's got a flip phone. Um, so he can't really text back and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he was doing good. He, I mean, he's a big talker. He likes to talk. Right. His his ringtone's uh, "Pump It" by the by who the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, uh-huh. "Pump It" by the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, he's, so he's, I mean, he's a character. This guy's like when I saw him the first time without caddy clothes on, I was like, he. I was like, man, he looks completely different. You know, he's, he's got some style to him. He's, he's got some swagger. Yeah. Did they have the white jumpsuits out there? Oh no. No, no, no shorts and shorts and a bib. Right, too too hot. I guess so. Yeah, you, you would need a, a, you need a couple of sp- a sponge to keep things yep. dry. Yeah, yeah. He he is a character. He's yeah. got all the ladies in Pinehurst Village area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got them all. The style. He's much like you, Gordon. Just an older <laughs> version. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said I'm in style, but I appreciate that. Hey, hey, Gordon, you might not have style, but you got game because I've seen your wife. She's a very beautiful lady. There you go. A shout out to. And the I man. would not expect that out of you. I was thinking, man, <laughs> this guy and he just knocks it out of the park, and we're like, "That's your wife? <laughs> What's wrong with her?" I, I don't know. You know, women are desperate sometimes, mate. Women, women are desperate. So. I'm looking at a desperate one right now. Well, listen, that's us got to our, our time limit. Um, I know you're a massive fan. You'll have everyone at the uh, the golf team at, at Sam Houston. We'll give them a shout out. Let's uh, let's get you back on. Probably, uh, when when exactly do you finish school? Uh, I finish uh, right at the end of May. You know, okay. golf season might go. To, so we go to the national championship. It'll be a little after that. Okay. Well, what we'll do is we we will be starting season two of the Real Life Carry podcast probably in the middle of January. So we'll probably get you on in January and again in May um, and, and find Sweet. out what's going on and uh, how your progress is. Well, listen, well, I'm going to uh, tap out for just now. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, well done again on the, the success of the, the US Amateur. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. You you practice hard, and yeah, we will we'll speak to you at the beginning of season two. Sounds good. Eat them up, cat. Excellent. Thank you very much, Will. All the best.
four. So um, there you go, Neil. Uh, very happy I was finally able to get you know catch up with with Will. Excellent. Um, I think we got a star in the making. Yeah, has he got some juice? Uh, very good player. You know, I think uh, I, I definitely think he can go all the way. He, he believes in himself. That, that's, that's number one. That's the main thing, yeah. And uh, it doesn't sound like he wants to stay in Crockett all his life either because... The megalopolis know. of Crockett? Well, a lot of people go there to die, apparently. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I didn't realize that the, they were juicing them. That's not juicing, juicing on a different uh, you know, realm, huh? It's uh, Different terms. Really so juicing them. I, I'd, love, I'd love to go and do a podcast in Crockett, but... You know, the pair of us would be a liability. We might end up in the chair. No, uh, it would be all right if we wear glorified donkey T-shirts. They'd probably like us, <laughs> like glorified donkey. So, oh hell yeah! But no, uh, <laughs> it was it was fantastic catching up with him. And uh, yeah, he's a great young lad. Uh, hopefully, he does we'll probably have a couple more interviews with him. Uh, he did tell me in the phone earlier that he wants to to have you involved. He's cool. A big, he's a big get, fan of Kershaw's Corner. Get, get him on some videos or something. Yeah, I think so. At Good some time. point. So, uh, well, thanks again for your time. Um, hopefully, the the listeners enjoyed his sort of experience at the the US Amateur. You get him, Will. Way to go, buddy. Now we're going to move on to the next installment of everyone's favorite, Caddy Jeopardy. It's Caddy Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Here wow. we go. Oh, I'm getting nervous already. Four. So this is Caddy Jeopardy. Do 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 do. Do, 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 do. Bong, bong. Very nice. Thank you, Kershey. <laughs> uh, so, second installment, uh, six-hole match, myself versus Kersh. We have... What five, are we at now? Uh, all square? I think it was all... I finished all square. All square, really? Ooh, yeah. Tough match. Um, basically, what happens is... On. There's five categories. We choose a question. It's a bogey is the easiest question. A par, a birdie... Or an eagle. Yeah, hold on. There was a couple hard par questions last week, uh, or two two episodes ago, I should say. Yeah, it was it was a mixed bag. Okay. But listen, you don't blame me. Okay, don't cry enough. about it. Get your tissues out from the Solheim Cup. <laughs> I still have some left <laughs> you know? over. Uh, so for the listener, <laughs> this week, hear the roars. Section two is rule the world. Then it's shark attacks. Shark attacks. Amateur hour, mm. and then the club scene. Ah. So we're here with uh, producer Mike. Thanks, Mike. Uh, this is his brainchild. So hello, everybody. You can say hello. This to is the, uh, this is what a great match we have going on. All square through six. So exciting. Six. Now I believe I am picking first. Gordon, you're on the tee. Okay, I will take um, shark attacks, and I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a birdie. Oh, going right for a birdie, yeah. right off the tack. Yeah, I'm going to try and put... put so, shark attack. So, you can imagine uh, this. these are questions about Greg Norman. Wow. A lot of, okay. lot of disasters. <laughs> so, for a birdie. At the 1989 Open Championship, Greg Norman shot a final round 64, but found himself in a playoff. What golfer ultimately won the championship after Norman found his way into two bunkers on the final playoff hole. Mark Kalkavecchio. That is correct. Thank Ooh, you. Thank solid. you. I'll tell you why I knew I knew that. In high school, I did a thing called Question of Sport. Because you were there? <laughs> no, I was I was in the range, picking balls, shag bag. No, hey, I that's got, my gig, man. I got that question wrong back in like 1995 <laughs> at some school. So, Mark Kalkavecchio. Birdie. Ha ha. Nice one. 
Close to you. Yeah. Good Kirsch. one. Uh, so, eagle to win or birdie to tie, huh? We know you the can take, you can, Listen, you can take a par to lose. Uh, yeah, the pass. Pass option. I'll go uh, rule the world for eagle. Rule the world for an eagle. It's a long question, so pay attention, Mr. Kirsch. <laughs> <laughs> a golfer hits his tee shot that ends up at the base of a tree near a cart path. The only way to hit the shot is for this right-handed player to try to hit the ball left-handed. But when he takes his stance to hit the ball left-handed, he's standing on the cart path. So after taking relief for standing on the cart path, does the player still need to hit the shot left-handed? Oh, man. I'm going to say, I've seen this. Cheating sack Sergio did this in the Ryder Cup. He was hit in the heavy gorse. He was kind of sitting on a step or something, a stairway down the hill. Everyone was like, you're a puke. You're a puke. Oh, you don't get to do that. He does not have to. That is correct for yes! the eagle. Yes! Thank you, Sergio. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. I, oh, that was disgusting. Yeah. I, it was I, terrible. I'm sorry. I, it seems like you guys must have probably come up with that question and answer yourselves. Uh, I don't that trust was, that. No, that's a good pull. Kershaw with a one-up lead. So he's one-up, so. Good pull. Okay. Your T. All right. I'm going to go uh, hear the roars. Hear the roars. I wonder what this is about. For a birdie. Questions about Rory McIlroy. Oh, hear the roars. Oh, okay. What 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 were you going for? I'll go birdie. It's going birdie. Yeah. Rory McIlroy won his first major at the U.S. Open in 2011. At what course did he win the championship? And and to turn this birdie into an eagle, how many shots did he win by? Oh man. Uh. Uh, congressional. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. You get the birdie. Soaking wet. They were playing winter rules. He was going super low. How many did he win by? Uh, he was way under, and it was not exciting. I think it was like eight shots. Eight shots is correct. Oh, for 18 an eagle. under to 10 or something. This is I Bill. think. That is correct. Yes. This is Bill. Oh, 1,800. So he, he picks so, a birdie, but then he gets an eagle. He gets an eagle. Bonus. Yeah, That's he chipped bonus. in. He, it looked, he gotta, was looking at birdie, but he chipped in for the eagle. You got to go for a tie, Gordo, on eagle. So what? Eagle. I'm sure you get shark attacks. It seems to be your no, specialty. I, I'm not going to I'm going to go hear the roars. He's going to stick with right. hear the roars. Right. He's a Rory McIlroy fan. Yeah, it was an is. easy one. Even I could have got I don't watch any golf, and I knew that one. I <laughs> know. I, picked the, I got lucky this time. So here we go. For eagle. Rory McIlroy won the WGC Match Play Championship in 2015 at Harding Park in San Francisco. What one-time major champion winner did he defeat in the final match? And to turn this eagle into a double eagle, (laughs) what was the score of the match? Oh, my God. He's giving you a chance, dude. Harding Park. Um, what do I know? What do I know? I know Gary Woodland came second. Gary Woodland is correct. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Tie, but, hey, wow. Good pull. For now, to turn that eagle into a double eagle. Do you mean an albatross? Or an albatross. Right. 
from Albatross. A big the score. score. Albatross. A the score of the match. Bird. The score of the final match. And the only they it was just an eighteen hole match. It's not a thirty six. It's an eighteen hole match. Uh it's a throw of a dice, isn't it? Uh, go for close. Go for close, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Four and two. Four and two is correct. What? <laughs> oh, that's double nonsense. for the Albatross. That's not And to win and to square the match. Get it right up, you. Oh, oh that's nonsense. Right. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go. I, wanna, I want another. Oh, I'm going to take a par shark attacks. At the 1987 Masters, what golfer made a 50-foot chip shot on the second playoff hole to win the title and beat Greg Norman? Oh, da, da, da. just a layup. Is it Larry Mize? Larry Mize is yes, correct. Thank you. Well, that's for par. I, I, I think that was that's cursed. That, I didn't see that. I can't remember it. But oh, I, you mentioned he's that. Wearing purple, I can still see it. Beautiful. Okay. So all purple. He's like a look like an Easter egg. But so he, he only made par there, Kershey. Huh? Yeah. He only made par. par there. All right. Well, I had bad luck with this one last time, but I'm going to go back to it. Uh, amateur hour for birdie. I tell you what, this is this is tense. Um, Amateur hour for birdie. Uh, I need a drink. And to win the hole. <laughs> oh, I got one. Sorry. <laughs> for birdie. Don't never mind. <laughs> and to win the hole to take a one-up lead. Okay, bring it. The 2025 Walker Cup will oh. be held at what California golf course? And this course also hosted the 1981 Walker Cup. Mm. Good, good tidbit. What's this? Is this a birdie? Uh, this, this is, is a birdie. birdie. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, 1981. So they just had it at LACC. You were picking balls in 81 somewhere. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, you're on the time. You're on the clock. Come on. Poochiwawa. Stop. Uh, California. How much time do you want? You... I'll go Olympic Club. Incorrect. Yes. 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 The answer is Cypress Point Club. Wow. 2025 Walker Cup. Cypress okay. Point Club. So I am up one with Big three G. to play. It, yes. Picking first. Okay, so how about... I knew to stay away from that damn category. I think, well, I'm going to... Oh, you go amateur hour. See what you get. I'm going to go amateur hour for, yeah. uh, for a par. Yeah, see what you get. For a par, amateur hour. In 1996, at the U.S. Amateur at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Course in Oregon, <laughs> Tiger Woods beat Steve Scott on the 38th hole to win the championship. Did he? But after the morning 18 holes, how many holes was Woods down in the match? That's tough. That's amateur hour for a par, really? Amateur hour is tough. I That's t- ridiculous. I, I, we both knew to stay away. That's ridiculous. What did he win by? He won on the 38th hole. It went two extra holes. But after 18, he was down in the he's match. He's got to be way down five. That is correct. Five. Oh my god! That's how that's did, complete luck. Are you? That is. Com- that is. That's nonsense. Well, it had to, listen. It had to be high, didn't it? You know, I mean, it was It wasn't going to be like down two, yeah. or he wouldn't ask the question. Yeah. But it's still ridiculous. That's yeah. never a par. Yeah, that's just lucky. So that's mm-hmm. a par. Okay, Kershaw, pressure's on. Down Do one. Need a birdie. Needs a birdie. Need a birdie to win the hole. Did the roar for birdie. Yes. Rule the world. Already did that. Birdie that is. That is. Rule the world is open for birdie. Um. What about shark attacks? Is that he already did birdie? I took. I think I took birdie in that. Yes, but we, eagle eagle is available. You can just you can crush him here. I'll go shark attacks for eagle. Shark attacks for eagle. Shark yeah. attacks for eagle. <laughs> Kershaw's probably old enough to remember this one. <laughs> 
for Eagle at the 1986 PGA Championship at the Inverness Golf Club, what golfer hold out a bunker shot on the 72nd hole to win the tournament over Greg Norman? Bob Tway. Bob Tway, that yes! is correct. Uh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, great shot. I loved it. How is that? Oh, this is good. So is that what, all square through how many more to go? This is a good match. Uh, we have two holes left two in holes. this segment. Okay, I, I want the club scene. No, it's you, your hole. You, you choose. Yes. All right, then I'll do the club scene for. Well, let's just do a. Let's do a birdie. A birdie. Club scene. Yeah, let's Ouch. do a birdie. Make Gordo put the pressure on Gordo. Okay, birdie. Yeah. Club scene. This golfer was in the lead at the 2001 Open Championship at Royal Lytham and St Anne's. When after playing the first hole, learned that he had 15 clubs in his bag, thus receiving a two-shot penalty. He went on to finish third in the championship. Mm. So for a birdie, who was the golfer? And the bonus, mm. if you can tell me what club that he toss into the trees, that's ridiculous. you will earn an eagle. It's ridiculous. That's not, it's ridiculous. That's, that's, not even, that's not even a birdie. That's a that's hard like, question. That's Are like a double me? bogey. Um, so I'm going to think about it. I think... That's uh, obscene. I think... Uh, they, there was a weird thing, how huh? They started like on a par three, though, right? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so it's uh, Woosnam. Uh, yes. Oh, that's shock. Oh, for the birdie. Oh. What a joke. And, and for the, uh, to turn this into an eagle, what club did he have two of? And he you're gonna, threw you're one you're gonna, into you're the tree. Uh, I, I, you're I remember there was a head cover on it. I'm going to say a driver. It was a driver. <laughs> that is correct. For the That's eagle. Yeah, baby. Come on, Gordo. What you got, baby? I'm a shit over for an eagle. Eh? Nice one. This is going to be hard. Oh, this is a brutal one. <laughs> pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. <laughs> the amateur hour for an eagle. <laughs> That to was t- a hard question. Just Gord. a tie. How many people know that? Four. Here we go. Quiet in the tea, please. <laughs> I need to concentrate. Big G for Eagle. Name the only brother sister duo to have both played in the U.S. Amateur and U.S. Women's Amateur Golf Championship final. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> it's not you. It's like you get ha- you get handed Woosnam on a platter. <laughs> It was a birdie question. It was a, that's not a birdie. That's a double bogey. Everyone knows that. We've talked about it at least ten times. <laughs> Folk, man, never mm. mind. Focus on your question. Yeah, who, well, who really cares about the answer to this? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I brother, brother sister combo. Absolutely no idea. You know, I, I, I you know, I could, I'm sure it's tough. You know, hey, what's Tiger Woods' sister called? Hey. <laughs> Yeah. Are, are, are you conceding the hole? Yeah, I, no, I, I don't. No, I, no interest in this hole. You he, can have he's it. conceding the hole. Right. You have it. The All answer right. is Kelly and Trip Keeney. Oh, Whoa, sh- wow, tough. wow. That was tough. Wow. That was Can't tough. believe I didn't get that one. Uh, yeah, I was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're right. Kershey's up one. All right. Wait, wait, last hole in last this uh, six hole go. segment. I'll, I'll do Rule the World for par. Oh, for par, okay. Yeah, I'll give Gordo a chance here. Okay. For par, Rule the World. In match play, what is the penalty when one of the two opponents tees off from in front of the tee markers? Oh, lose the hole immediately. Incorrect. Really? Yes. That is, actually, there is no penalty. 
If your opponent tees off in front of the marker, what? <laughs> the opponent can just simply have him re-tee it, or he, he can allow the shot to happen. But there is actually no wow. penalty. Oh, wow, that's shocking because in stroke play you get disqualified. That is, yeah. Jesus, okay. that's right. kind of different. All right. Yeah, Matt, that's, that's, the rules are a lot different. Well, I would think so. you'd lose the hole. Um, so I, to, to win, I mean, you just all you need is a bogey here. I just need. A, I'm going to take a bogey and shark attacks. What is Greg Norman's middle name? No, I'm just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just that's kidding. Tough already. <laughs> For a bogey, what golfer? Won the 1996 Masters after Greg Norman blew oh, a five-shot lead oh, entering so the Nick final Valdo. round. Oh, Done. God. Lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I need your answer again. Nick Faldo. That, that is correct. Yeah. Beautiful. Nick Faldo. So he t- squares the match. Brilliant. Brilliant. I, I tell you what, though, Mike. Stewards and Quiry. Hear the roars. Damn it. Stewards and Quiry. Some of those questions. That's you need to take a good look at yourself. The matches. The match handing is all him, square. Handing him on a, on a platter. Fair and balanced. Joke. <laughs> I got a tough one on the last one. That was a tricky question. Whatever. I thought I'd lose the hole, right? Beautiful. Well, that, that brings Caddy Jeopardy to an end. So we'll be back with that probably another couple before the end of season one. I want to just thank everyone who has rated the podcast. I'm not really sure how they do it on uh, the other platforms. I know Apple Podcasts, if you listen to it, you can go on to... You know, give us a five star review if you like it, and then leave a leave a review. So rate it, review it, and we're always we're truly trying to get to you know that five hundred thousand listeners. You know, I mean, we're really pushing hard right now to try let's and get go, there. Let's go, let's go. So feel free to get out there, share it with your friends, get that emailer out, tell everyone about it if you enjoy the podcast. Uh, as always, we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and then on YouTube. Next time, we're going to have a very special guest, a former golf journalist. Nice. So myself and Kersh are going to be talking with Brian Hewitt, uh, who we know, and we're going to be talk, uh, picking his brains all about his experience as a golf writer, and uh, yeah, maybe having a bit of a laugh good with stuff. him. Looking good stuff. Looking forward to that. Stuff. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. As I say, rate, review, and share, and we'll be back in 10 days with the next installment. All right, peace out, y'all. Have a good one. Bye for now.